Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Historic news on the cryptocurrency front this week as yesterday saw the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission approving the first U.S. exchange-traded fund that tracks the price of Bitcoin. It's a major victory for the digital asset, which has been trying for a decade to launch such a product. We have a spokesperson from the cryptocurrency exchange, Gemini, with us this morning. In fact, it was back in 2013 when Gemini's co-founders, the Winklevoss twins, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, filed their first application with the SEC to create a spot Bitcoin ETF. Both of their 2013 and 2017 applications were rejected by the SEC then. But enter Jan 10th, 2024, and a new frontier has opened up with the SEC approving 11 proposals from issuers, including BlackRock, Fidelity, and Van Eck, amongst others, to launch spot Bitcoin ETFs. Now, some analysts think that the new ETFs may help stabilize crypto prices, providing an Avenue for regulation. Standard Chartered has compared the potential Bitcoin ETF to the first US-based gold exchange traded product, which launched back in November 2004, in the wake of which we saw the price of gold rise over four times in the seven years it took for gold ETF holdings to mature. So what can be observed from the first day of trading? Time to hear from Marshall Beer, Chief Strategy Officer at Gemini. Good morning, Marshall. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me on. Oh, great to speak with you. So more than 4.6 billion change hands in the first day of trading for the ETFs. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust saw 2.3 billion in volumes according uh, to data compiled by Bloomberg. When the first Bitcoin futures fund began trading in 2021, it saw a turnover of almost 1 billion during the entire day. So this time, much more excitement, much more energy in the market. I know that Gemini uh, markets an ETF product, but that is a futures product, right? What sort of flows have you been able to observe? So Gemini um, does not have um, an ETF. So we are a custodian to a lot of these ETFs. Our founders, as you've alluded to, uh, were the original uh, people to submit an application for a spot Bitcoin ETF in 2013. Since then, we have not followed through um, with uh, issuing our own ETF. Instead, we work with a lot of the large traditional asset managers and fund sponsors to be the custodian for them. Right. So you're the custodian for the Van Eck BTC ETF. Correct. All right. All right. Got it. Um, and have you seen any interesting flows there at all? Or as custodian, does that not factor into what you do? Um, we have seen a lot of great uh, flows today. So today set the record for the highest day, one volume for a, a single ETF product. So it is mm-hmm. a historic day. This is something that we've been waiting for at Gemini for over a decade. And 11 funds hit the market today. And so you see a lot of uh, flow. You see some selling coming out of the grayscale trust because people uh, haven't been able to convert until this uh, was uplisted into an ETF. And then you saw a new lot of buy power too, making up that $4.6 billion. So compared to the introduction of the futures ETF, how, in your opinion, does a spot Bitcoin ETF mark a turning point for the Bitcoin market? Do you see this as a point where we're seeing the integration of digital assets with conventional finance? Uh, of course. 
you know, this validation of all the work that we've been doing mm-hmm. over the last decade, you know, this is a this is a real asset class and it's here to stay. And it's, it's incredible to see, uh, you know, the large fund sponsors, BlackRock, Fidelity, VanEck, um, support these. And, you know, you see the brokerages support them, too. So this is a monumental day. Um, it's a big distribution event for folks to get access to this uh, asset class. And we're really excited. What do you anticipate in terms of immediate impact versus the long-term impact? I think in the near future, we will see inflows. I think, you know, you could see anything in the first year up to $100 billion worth of inflows. Mm. To be conservative, I think within the first six months, anywhere from 10 to $30 billion in new asset inflows is probably what we'll see. What do you think this could mean for price movement for other cryptocurrencies? I mean, how could this affect the crypto ecosystem? Well, it brings more uh, investors to the asset class. So, you know, there's a lot of education when it comes to crypto. So, you know, you can start by using your traditional brokerage and buying an ETF of Bitcoin now. And then, you know, like most of us that work in this industry, um, you know, you get curious and you get educated more and you read more and then you, you know, could potentially invest in other assets as well. So it's big. It's a it's an open door to, to the asset class as a whole. Um, and also with regards to price movement for Bitcoin, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, we've seen the Bitcoin uh, price increase in the latter half of 2023. I think today was relatively flat on price, which I like to see nothing crazy out of the gate. Um, you know, it shows that there's some orderly markets. And but, you know, the Bitcoin happening is coming up. Yeah. Uh, mix that with, you know, potential demand. You know, there could be a supply shock, uh, you know, and in those situations, price does increase. Yeah. Talk to us about, you know, this coinciding. I think we're about three months away from the expected Bitcoin halving um, set to take place in 2024. Essentially, uh, how were we expecting that to impact the price of Bitcoin? Introduces scarcity. Is that right? Correct. It introduces scarcity. So every four years, the amount of Bitcoin that be mined decreases by 50%. And so, you know, I like to think that everything is priced in, you know, the dates of the happenings over over since Bitcoin's uh, inception have been public and known. Typically, what you see is price increase post the happening. So it's, it's, it's hard to really say, mm. you know, historically, through these cycles, we've seen price go up um, around this. But I also like to think that things are priced in and that people are ready for the happening. So are you expecting the price to pretty much stay the same between now? Uh, you know, we hear a lot about all oh, things have been priced in. And do we, is it logical to expect things to change after the halving? Yes. I mean, look, it feels like we're on the precipice of a bull market. Crypto mm-hmm. is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. We just got out of, you know, what was one of the worst bear markets that the industry has seen. And so, you know, I'm very optimistic. Our co-founders have a large price target on crypto. But, you know, I could see Bitcoin hitting $100,000 uh, US a coin you know, within the next 12 months. Really interesting. A lot of has happened in the months before and after previous uh, halvenings causing Bitcoin's price to appreciate rapidly. What do you think we can learn from previous, uh, from history that could help investors listening in better understand this period of uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the US ETF is a watershed moment. You know, depending on the demand that we see from the investment community, mix that with the having, you know, you could see supply shock. Um, there's a lot of Bitcoin holders that are never going to sell their Bitcoin. They're going to hold it, you know, forever, pass it down within their family. And so, you know, it's really interesting. And you have now large traditional asset managers marketing these funds, right? On TV now in the US, you see advertisements for Bitcoin. 
you know, it, it, it's unclear what will happen. I'm very optimistic, though. What does the um, SEC's moves to OK the Bitcoin spot ETFs mean for exchanges like yours? It, it doesn't have too much impact on us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the SEC um, approved this Bitcoin ETF due to, you know, losing a case in court against Grayscale. So, you know, they have to follow the law just like everyone has to follow the law. But generally, the approvals of these Bitcoins don't necessarily impact, you know, Gemini's regulatory status or anything. So uh, you're not looking ahead to offer a spot ETF product or to market one? I think we've made the decision to not issue our own. We like to be unbiased uh, service provider to the fund issuers that have, you know, lots of experience in distribution and managing funds. So no current plans to launch our own ETF. All right. Gemini put out a, a really great report uh, recently that talked about the crypto trends, uh, the 2024 crypto trend report, and that covers five emerging trends that leads to optimism about the future of crypto. Uh, We've talked about the halving. Another emerging trend that the report covered is the future of AI and crypto. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the sort of integration that you're seeing between AI and blockchain processes and why this could uh, benefit the cryptocurrency ecosystem. Sure. So the way that I view the, the asset classes, it's still relatively new, right? Bitcoin was created in 15 years ago, but, you know, in the public eye, people have only known about Bitcoin for a short period of time. So, you know, the use cases are still being built. The primitives are still being built. And AI is, is relatively new, too. I think, you know, we've been speaking about AI for a couple of years now, but I think with ChatGPT, it kind of brought AI to the forefront, really just within the last 12 months. And so if you think of crypto as an essential layer of the Internet, and you think of AI as an essential layer of the internet, you know, we can assume that crypto and AI will have a lot of overlap. You know, crypto is internet money and, you know, AI will be running a lot of the internet for us fairly soon. So it's still early in these days. We're seeing a lot of early stage crypto projects be integrated with AI. We've seen some AI related crypto tokens that have started to take off. But the intersection of AI and crypto, you know, there's there's a ton of possibilities. Um, You know, it could redefine the crypto ecosystem and the internet as a whole, but it's still relatively early. I wonder if we can dive a little deeper. The convergence of AI and blockchain technology is creating a whole new wave of crypto projects. Um, Which advancement of AI and crypto coming together would you say is the most significant? Probably the crypto can kind of operate autonomously using AI models. Um, so the idea that payments over the internet can be completely decentralized and autonomous with AI without people you know, interference is probably one of the uh, more interesting concepts that I've been thinking about. Really interesting. Now, with the SEC approving the ETF products, what do you think in terms of crypto regulation and how it could move in 2024 for U.S. markets? Yeah, the U.S. is a little different. Currently, there is no standard blanket crypto framework for businesses like ourselves. You know, we are regulated by the Department of Financial Services and we operate in all 50 states. But unlike some global jurisdictions, that have come uh, out with specific crypto framework uh, that we adhere to. We're also licensed in, in the UK and in Ireland, and we have pending license with the MAS in Singapore. You know, the U.S. hasn't got there yet. So there is still a little bit of time in the U.S. There's probably, you know, the next six to 18 months are going to be very interesting as, you know, the different government agencies within the U.S., you know, figure out how to properly 
uh, regulate this asset class. The report looked at many different markets, I think. Where, in your opinion, it, or what can we tell in terms of crypto regulation? Where is it moving in a positive direction most significantly? Yeah, so you see the Ontario Securities Commission in Canada come with a, a crypto framework specific to crypto. You know, nothing, you know, uh, following rules from 100 years ago that were built in the early days before the internet. So, you know, Canada had some, uh, some great innovation there. You see the SBA in the UK, and then Europe is probably very interesting. So there's the Mika regulation that's coming out, which we're reviewing, um, and that's a broad crypto framework for, you know, the whole of the EU. So that's a really interesting one. You've seen Hong Kong come out with a crypto framework. I believe South Korea is coming up with a framework. And then there's the MAS in, in Singapore for the Payment Services Act has a crypto framework as well. So there's a large jurisdiction around the world that are thinking uh, smart around the future of this and that are coming out with their own regulation. All right. One final question before we let you go. Lots of listeners really trying to uh, wrap their heads around the SEC and the um, first Bitcoin ETF, spot ETFs being traded. Can you share with us whether or not you expect this to be a stabilizing influence, these moves by the SEC? Um, and do you see this encouraging greater development of risk management and even trade infrastructure? Yes, it will. You know, risk management, you know, Bitcoin has been the best performing asset class in, in you know, over the last 10 years. The, you know, and there's so many uh, retirement accounts and investment accounts that haven't been able to access the underlying itself. So, you know, this, you know, I, I see Bitcoin being, you know, a small piece of, you know, everyone in the world's portfolios at some point. So, you know, it's a huge step forward. It's a massive distribution model. You know, the U.S. has you know, well-regarded capital market systems. And um, we're really excited about it. Marshall, thank you so much for joining us here this morning in Singapore. Of course. Thank you for having me. He's Marshall Beard, Chief Strategy Officer at Gemini. We've been talking about the approval of spot Bitcoin ETFs by the SEC in the U.S. I'm Michelle Martin. Thanks for your company. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.